Alrighty, everybody. Baseball and whatever. Episode 93. I'm Justin. There's Vinny. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're back. Another week. Uh, this week, we got some good stuff. We have plenty to talk about. Maybe not so much Cubs and White Sox stuff, just because there's not as much going on. But plenty to talk about with the World Baseball Classic. We have an injury to the Mets closer and the celebration of the Puerto Rico win over the Dominican Republic last night. Um, we have to talk about Trevor Bauer getting a contract, and it's not in the MLB. So, karma, thank you. Uh, you have kept my hope in uh, people getting their just desserts alive. He has to go overseas. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. We also have a ton to talk about. If you are a Bears fan or an NFL fan, this is going to be the episode for you because there's going to be a lot of football talk this week. We have to talk about the Bears trading the number one pick to the Panthers. Did they get enough? DJ Moore, I'm super excited for that. Um, we have to talk about some of the signings the Bears did this week. They were actually active. Um, we'll get Vinny's thoughts on this later, but like, are the Bears actually maybe gonna be good next year um is it is it okay to be happy and cheer for the bears again or can i come out of my cave of not wanting to give a crap about them because they've been so bad for most of my life um after that we do i kind of want to talk about briefly for a second in our hockey section uh the nhl did this really cool thing with the disney cartoon which i never would have thought in a million years we'll discuss that i know Vinny's um son was really into it my daughter pointed at the TV and smiled a bunch. So that was kind of cool. Maybe I can get her into hockey a little bit sooner than I thought. Uh, and then Vinny's probably going to say that he, this, this topic was too broad, but he's the one that picked it. Uh, we are going to narrow down and try and rank our top five songs of the 2000s, anything from 2000 to 2010. Uh, I know for me, that was, you know, early 2000s was high school, uh, getting my license, driving around with my friends, getting into, well, no, I didn't really get into trouble. Um, but, uh, so many songs I listened to this week were just songs that I remember rocking out to in the car, sitting at stoplights. Uh, and then also, as the end of the 2000s hit, I was in college graduating, uh, and I was that weirdo kid that always had his earbuds and his iPod playing um, and being antisocial. So we will get into all those things. Vinny, it's good to see you. Let's, uh, let's get this thing started. Here we go. If you are watching on YouTube, thank you very much. Like, share, subscribe. You can find us on your podcast app of choice. You can find us on Facebook.com slash baseball and whatever. You can also find us at twitch.tv slash baseball and whatever, although we don't really broadcast too much there anymore now that we're not a part of a network. You can also find us on TikTok at baseball and whatever. I honestly will admit I still don't know what I'm doing there. The last video didn't do too well on there. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at baseball and whatever and Twitter at baseball and what. And Vinny, we have broken the thousand followers mark on Twitter. We did. I was surprised. We did. I, I'm surprised. If you would have told me, I think I tweeted this out. If you would have told me two years ago when we started this goofy thing that we would hit a thousand people following us, which who knows, maybe they're bots, maybe they're not. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I think There's they're a thousand people. Half bots, at least half. That's all right. It's okay. Somebody had to make bots that need account. love too, right? Bots need love too. So. Thank you so much to all the people that follow us on there. That's the best way to get a hold of us because that's probably where we do most of our communication with people. Um, and yeah, am I, hit, am I missing any others? I, oh, text line, the most important one. Text us or leave us a voicemail. 1-913-808-3278. That number again is 1-913-808-FART. 
there you go. All right. Um, that's all I got in terms of introductions. Uh, no tweets this week, but we do have some good stuff to share in our What's New With You segment. Do you want me to start, Vinny, with this, or would you like to start? No, you can start. Go ahead. All right. So um, probably when would this have been? Maybe like four or five months ago. Um, we threw yeah. our name in the hat. Uh, the Sports Podcast Awards are an organization. They do all this, all the variety of sports. They go from everything from baseball, football, soccer, hockey, I think uh, motorsports, um, sports business, variety of things. Um, and every year they do awards. And so we nominate, we put our, our name in the hat. We did this last year, but um, we never heard back from them. It was kind of one of those, we'll call you, don't call us. Um, but we put in our interview with Jason Kendall, our second interview we had with him. And lo and behold, last week, we f- or this week, I should say, we found out we made it to the final 12 nationwide out of all the baseball podcasts that were in this competition. Someone over there thought we were good enough to make it to the top 12 out of thousands, tens of thousands of podcasts. So uh, thank you to the Sports Podcast Awards for shortlisting us that I feel like I feel like that's an honor in itself. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But, um, I also think it's kind of do you think it's kind of a pity one? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I don't <laughs> think so. Have you seen the competition we're up against? I don't think it's a pity. Oh, okay. I, there's there's one in particular that we have to take down. We at least got to finish ahead of that guy because I John Heyman sucks. Yes. All right. So <laughs> Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube or if you're listening to it on your podcast app, um, I will put in the show notes, the link. So what we are asking our listeners to do the, the tens of listeners we probably have maybe hundreds at this point. I don't know. Um, go on this link. You create a free account. Super easy. You just click, use Google, use your Gmail, whatever. They're not going to spam you or anything like that. And you can vote for which baseball podcast you like the most. And I would hope you would pick baseball and whatever. So we are currently up against 11 other podcasts. Um, there's a Red Sox one. There is a father and son podcast, which sounded pretty cool. There's a fantasy baseball podcast from CBS sports. There's a believe in the Astros podcast, which is hosted by uh, former white Sox and Astro Jeff Blum. There is the Chris Rose rotation. If you remember Chris Rose from, I remember him from best damn sports show, like from the early two thousands. And he was mm, also on the MLB network right. for a long time. Uh, he had a show with Kevin Millar on MLB Network. There's also the Wake and Rake podcast, which has Will Middlebrooks, uh, Red so- former Red Sox there. And the guy that we have to beat because I don't like him and he annoys me when I hear him on the radio, the John Heyman uh, and Joel Sherman baseball podcast. So if that's not a reason to vote for us, I don't know what is, right? I, I yep, I agree. So if you are interested in voting for us to help us out, uh, the show notes will have the link in the description and how to do those things. And we would greatly appreciate it. All right, let's move on from that. Uh, Vinny, we started texting with Greg last night after we all watched season, episode three, uh, season three of the Mandalorian. I thought it was great. I should preface. We are going to spoil the hell out of episode three right now. <laughs> All right, there you go. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about it. So uh, it's been well documented. The last two episodes of Mando season three, I was kind of like, ah, it's fine. I, I don't know. I, I know where it's. Yeah, uh, I'm not too shook up about it. It's, it's OK. But this last episode last night hooked me big time. So first off, we get uh, introduced. We see uh, Bo-Katan and Din Djarin or Mando 
leaving the planet of Mandalore after having bathed in the living waters so he can return to his clan. Um, because he was, I mean, he, he he bathed in him, Justin. You don't have to do air quotes. He he did bathe in him. It's not like he just Baking scooped up some water. I don't, drowning? that was more like <laughs> drowning with style. Uh, I feel like Buzz Lightyear here, flying with style or Woody or falling with style. It's, um, it's Buzz, yeah. Buzz, thank you. It's been a while since I've seen Toy Story. Um, but yeah, like it was okay. Yeah, he he um he bathes. Yeah, okay. Um, and then Bo-Katan saved him. She sees the Mythosaur, which is a big deal in uh, Mandalorian culture. And then they go to leave, and um, they're attacked by Tie interceptors, which are cool Tie fighters. Um, and they, I, I can't remember. Do they say they came from the a warlord, or was it from the empire? Yeah, I don't remember. An, emp- okay. an empire warlord, lord, I believe, okay. is the correct terms. So that made me wonder: is that somehow tied to that warlord that Mando messed with when he left the um, the planet with uh, Apollo Creed? I don't know. Or is no, this those were else? pirates. Okay, those were full blown pirates. Yeah. I've seen some stuff on it was Twitter. People it, thinking it was something Bo Katan did. They mentioned it, like. She goes, That's oh, right. she had mentioned something like, was I not supposed to do that? He, was, he had mentioned that she had aggravated a, a warlord or something like that. Okay. That's right. So my my, my, my curiosity was piqued because a lot of people on Twitter are saying this is where Grand Admiral Thrawn is going to come into play, which you heard that character named a couple times in the Mando series. I believe when Ahsoka showed up um, in yep. season two. Um, and if you've read any of the expanded universe, like I have, because I'm a star Wars nerd, you will know he is literally one of the coolest characters never to be in live action. He's in the star Wars rebels show, I believe. And maybe what's the other star Wars show that was the, um, with Obi-Wan and clone wars. Thank you. I don't know if he's in that. He might be, I haven't watched any of those, but, um, I'm super excited. If that's the case, this is going to be awesome because he is an excellent character, but, uh, yeah, so they, they escape. They say they're going to go somewhere to get away. And then we cut to the doctor from season one and season two that was experimenting on Grogu and then eventually used to um, get into Moff Gideon's ship. Um, oh, Erica says the audio sounds great. Thanks, Erica. Um, so, yeah, so he, so we see that character and he's being rehabilitated by the New Republic on Coruscant, the center of the galaxy, so to speak. Um, and he's talking about his time as a scientist. So you, it makes you think immediately that, oh, they've brought in these former Imperial scientists. They're going to use them for different things. They're going to, you know, embrace them. And then we find out, no, he's just got a crappy desk job. It was like the same crappy desk job that the guy from Andor had. The uh, Right. I, I was thinking that, guard. too. Yeah. I was thinking that. I was like, oh, I was, look I was that. waiting he's- for him to show up. Or like, I was, I was, I, yeah, it looked almost similar, except I think there was there was definitely more computers and more workstations than what the mm-hmm. New Republic had in, yes. at that station. But I was thinking the exact same thing, Justin, as you were when that so happened, you, you when find, they showed him there. You've, well, and that, it was such a cool idea. So you find out that the New Republic has this rehabilitation thing for all these POWs that they were ca- that they captured after the end of the war that were Imperial. Um, and then you see the communications officer that was also on Moff Gideon's ship. And she starts to talk with the doctor about, you know, you were doing some really cool cloning stuff. The New Republic needs to have access to this. We can get you that stuff and do it on the down low. And he's like, no, that's not a good idea. That's, you know, I want to help the New Republic that they wouldn't like that. Through a matter of speaking, she convinces him that maybe this is the way to go. And she turns on him. They get the laboratory stuff he needs. And then she he's he's taken back by the New Republic. And they are going to literally... um reintegrate him back into the new republic society by kind of uh 
what would you call it? I know he called it the mind flayer, which made me think of uh, Stranger Things. But, I know, um, I thought about that too. But yeah, it's, it's so, just like a mind wiping device. Yes, which gives a totally different dynamic to the New Republic because you think of them yep. as the good guys. They would never do these types of things. The, um, oh God, was he a Mon Calamarian? I don't know. I can't remember what he was, that that alien that was. Oh yeah, he kind of looked like, um, what was, was it? He, uh, did he look like Akbar? Yeah, well, that's, that's what I thought of because he said it's a trap. It was a yeah, trap. Yeah, I think, I, think <laughs> I kind of giggled at that because I was like, "Is that was that supposed right. to be a, a throwback reference to the uh, was it um was that the third one uh, Return of yes, the Jedi? Yes, Return of the that, Jedi. Okay. Yeah. So they say, "Oh no, this isn't painful. It's just going to give you good thoughts. It's going to let you kind of let go of that pain of being a former Imperial working for the Empire." And then we cut to that communications officer is in the other room where the controls are. And she is left alone, and she cranks that thing to eleven and totally that awesome. fries that fries that poor guy's brain. I think he starts almost screaming at the end because he's in so much pain. Because you can see, like, whatever he's seeing is no longer colorful, fun happiness. Like no. it's bad news. Um, and then cut to black. So that's your synopsis right there, Vinny. What was your take on the episode? What'd you like? What didn't you like? Are you excited? I love. I, I think I know where you're going to go with this. I love the entire thing. Um, it was great. Uh, the, the I love that that Admiral Akbar guy t- trying to convince them. Oh, this is safe now. We've we've looked at all the specs and we've made this safe. It's okay for you to be under this. And he, the Empire, you know, the scientist is freaking out about it. I just love that part. I love yeah. that she turned on him. I, I'm very curious as to what her motives were. Is she actually good? Mm-hmm. Is she bad? I have a feeling that uh, Moff Gideon is coming back mm-hmm. in some sort of fashion because yes. it was me- it's this is a second time now he was mentioned in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, first was with uh, Mando and Carl Weathers. I can't remember his character's yes. name, but they had Pre- mentioned it. Pre- and he- something. Yep, and he had the, they had talked like, oh, well, he got you know put on you know or what he went to a camp or something like that. Yeah, um, must have been some prison or something like that. Well, he he got put out there, and then they were talking that oh, he might have escaped you know with the you know those former imperial um, you mm-hmm. know like soldiers or workers or whatever. Yeah. But so I have a feeling he's going to make a comeback at some point. I don't know if the actor f- that played Moff Gideon is like signed on or yeah if if we know that he's actually back in the series maybe they're keeping it you know quiet and hush hush which is what they should be doing um kind of like what they did with uh luke at the end of uh the season two um so yeah i I absolutely loved it about halfway through i realized what they were doing i'm like oh they're not going to show mando anymore this is this is a story And I'm like, I I was here for it. Like, I was glad that they weren't going to jump back and forth between the two stories and that we were locked in on the one story, which was great. Um, And I'm with you. Like, I thought it was really cool how they show that the the New Republic isn't all great and everything isn't. They're not innocent. No, no, they're not. And I thought that was a really cool aspect. It kind of shows them as a darker side, um, so to speak. And yeah, I just, I thought it was also cool that, oh yeah, you have all these old ex Imperial workers, soldiers. What, what, what did they do? You got to do something with them. Yeah. yeah, Because we're talking millions of people. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, uh, the, the camp, uh, I guess the, the housing projects that they have them in that, I thought that aspect was cool and kind of showed that aspect, um, was really cool as well. 
Um, and yeah, I, yeah. I like um, the the point that we had talked about earlier about with Bo-Katan after they at the end of the episode when Mando and Bo-Katan arrive to the new haven of the Mandalorians um, yes. where uh, Din Djarin shows that he bathed in the waters, that they were both accepted because they both bathed, yeah, bathed in the waters, air quotes, <laughs> um, that they were both accepted back into the Mandalorian uh, cult, I'll say, um, the religion. And now like Bo-Katan, like everybody was like supportive of Bo-Katan and she kind of like, they sh- obviously not, they didn't have, we couldn't see what their facial expressions were, but it, you got the sense of like, she was like, oh, I'm being welcomed by these people after she went back to Mandalore, everybody abandoned her before mm-hmm. like she's like oh these people are accepting me i feel like she's going to kind of really grab you know grasp onto that where din Djarin's gonna i feel like kind of lose sight and kind of want to get away from that at yeah. the end of this but i guess we'll see what were your thoughts justin i spot on um I think that communications officer, and initially I was thinking, oh, she's just trying to work her way up in the New Republic. But the more they kind of, if that were the case, she wouldn't have fried that doctor's brains at the end. Yeah. That was so, that was like evil empire shit to the, to the, to the nth degree there. So I think there's going to be a turn there. I, I don't know how that's going to work, but yeah, I, I can definitely, I know you, Greg and I were talks, texting last night um, and into this morning. And I really think like you're going to see a role reversal where, I really think that the the Mandalorians are going to want Gro- Grogu to be introduced into their society, wearing the helmet, following the rules, all that stuff. And I could see Mando just being like, "No, he's he's a little he's still a little kid, you know, because his species doesn't age very fast." I'm not doing all this for him. He, you know, he's not old enough to make that decision. And I could see there being some drama there. But like you said, the way Bo-Katan was welcomed back after they said, oh, well, you bathed in these waters, too. And as long as you left your helmet on, we're cool. And you could kind of see like she dug that people were supporting her because she hasn't had that in forever from what we gather. Um, Mm -hmm. I really think that's where they're going with it for sure. So I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Definitely excited. All right, and uh, Mando spoilers. Um, Vinny, I think you put this in here. March Madness, you got anything? Or did I put this in here? I don't even remember. I did. Yeah. I, I, okay, what do you, you want to say? March Madness started what? I guess what? Wednesday, Tuesday? I, they start earlier mm-hmm. every year, it feels like. Um, yeah. Did you do a bracket this year? I did. I did. You I just did. do one. I don't do more than one. This is my first year not doing a bracket at all. Really? And do, yeah. do you feel like uh, liberated or how do you feel? I, just, I don't know. I, I, I never really felt liberated because I usually don't put any money on it because it's a waste of No, neither money. do I. Yeah. Um, yeah. Usually I do one, but yeah, I just had no no desire, I guess, to do it. I'm not – I don't have the madness fever anymore like I used to. I used to get all into it, researching teams, but I just – I don't know. Maybe I'm older and just with work, being busy, I just didn't yeah. get time around to do that. So, yeah, I just – it just was. I know I was listening to the games, and they're just they're exciting. But I don't, I don't know. It's just weird. It, I guess it's it's listening to the games and like watching the games. I have since I don't have a bracket, I like have no attachment whatsoever. It's not that exciting for me. I guess. Yeah, I um I picked Marquette to win. Um, what are they that, ranked? Uh they're the two seed overall. Oh, okay. One, I didn't realize seed. they were that high. They had a they had a really they won the Big East too this year. Um, okay. Yeah, so I picked them. Um, 
you know, I don't do a ton of research. I usually find like one team and I kind of just glom onto them. Uh, I used to love following Syracuse and they would always break my heart because there was a time where I picked them like four or five years in a row and they lost every year. They were horrible. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So yeah, we do it. I never did a bracket until I started dating your sister and she's like, oh, you got to do a bracket. Like she did it in college, apparently, I which sh- yeah. shocks me because she doesn't care about college basketball at all. Um so yeah, we each do a bracket and it's more just for one of us to razz the other one about all oh, your bracket sucks. That's pretty much the only reason we do it at this point. That um, makes sense. I think she picked she picked Houston to win, who is a one seed. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I love like the first weekend of March Madness because there's yeah. so many games. And then after that, I really start to trail off, especially. And I think that coincides with my bracket being busted and falling apart, too. So, mm-hmm. OK, I see you know, that, but. So, yeah, so that's where I'm at with that. Um, and then lastly, Vinny, you have on here getting a new phone. Yeah, I that's Are new. What's new with phone? me? I got a new phone. Yeah, I got the, nice. the Pixel 7. Um, nice. What was, do you think? It's it's a great phone. Um, it, it's a little disappointing now when you get a new phone. Like, remember when you would get a new phone? First of all, it would be free. It's never free anymore mm-hmm. unless you have the expensive uh, Yes the expensive unlimited plans. So the phone's not free. You don't get as much stuff as you used to. You used to get like a charger that would plug into the wall. Now you just get a cord. Get they the don't cord. even give you the, the, the thing that plugs adapter, into the yeah. outlet and you don't get headphones anymore. I, I don't mm-hmm. get that. That's yeah. terrible. It's not as fun anymore. Yeah. I mean, the, the phone is great and that's, you mm-hmm. know, I, the phones have gotten so much better than when we first got it. But then again, when you have a phone and you don't have a case for it, man, that is like use not using a prophylactic. I mean, it's risky, <laughs> it's dangerous, but God, does it feel good without one? Um, I I, uh, I am waiting for my my cover for my phone to come in, but I I do enjoy having no cover on the phone. It's it, it feels better, so good that the phone the backing feels so good. It does, but it is it is terrifying having that it's thing dangerous. around. It really is, um, especially with young children yeah. around too. <laughs> yes, Justin. Yes, um, <laughs> I had one. I had my phone fall on the floor yesterday. I put it up on the armrest of the couch, thinking, "Oh, that's safer there," and it slid. <laughs> the damn thing so smooth, it slid right off, right onto the floor. And I literally sat there probably for like a good 30 seconds, holding my breath, hoping that it wasn't broken. And luckily it wasn't, but yeah, I, I need to get a, a cover for my phone uh, as soon as okay. possible before I have a heart attack. Yeah. I'm, I'm due. I think it'll be two years in like uh, August, July that I'll be due for a new one. And I, I was, I had a pixel two for the longest time. I loved that phone. Uh, yeah. And then I switched to a Galaxy S twenty twenty. Okay. I don't know. And I I never had a Galaxy before. I I don't really like it, but I've I've had it. It's fine. But um, so I'll either go back to a Pixel if I can find one that's affordable, or I don't. I haven't had an iPhone probably in about six or seven years now. So maybe I'll go back to that. I don't know. But um, don't do the iPhone. Do the Pixel. No, it's more. Affo- the Pixel is more affordable than. Oh, it's the way iPhone. more affordable. Yeah. And I, yeah. the camera on the Pixel is so good. Yeah, this one's really so good, good on the 7. So, um, all right. Well, let me know as I get closer. I'll have to ask you what you think of uh, yeah. if, if things have changed. You know, I just realized, Vinny, we never did our famous 93s. Should we go back or do you just want to keep going? 
Oh, we can go back. Sure, why not? Okay. All right. All right, Justin, do you have any? There's no white. I'll just <laughs> no, I have there's no. no. There's no more Bulls. There's no White Sox. There's no Cubs. So all you have are so one Blackhawk, Black one Blackhawk, and then there's, you know, the Bears players. Um, Was it? No, Yannick Perot, I think, was 94. I have no idea who wore 93 for the Hawks. Doug Gilmore. Oh, God. Uh, Maple Leafs legend. I forgot. That was when they got him when he was way after the hill, like most Chicago teams did. Um, Yeah, Doug Gilmore was the captain of the Leafs for Hall a while. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. I completely forgot he even played for the Hawks because it was so short-lived. Yeah, 98 to Good 2000. Call. All right. Interesting. And then for Bears, you got any Bears? 93? No, I don't have a clue. All right. No uh Let's see here. Recent Justin Jones Wharton 2022. Before that was Sam Acho. You had to remember oh, Sam yeah. Acho. Okay. Yeah, I remember Sam Acho. Will Sutton okay. wore it. You remember Will Sutton? Okay. Vaguely. Yes. Yep. Very vaguely. Um, let's see here. Nate Collins. That name sounds familiar. 2012 to 2013. Um, let's see. Okay. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, former yep. Dolphin, too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Philip Daniels was another notable one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Daniels, okay. Defensive yes. end. Yes. And then uh, the other notable one is, uh, I guess, what is he? Extraordinaire, the, the, the famous sports agent of the stars, Mr. Trace Armstrong. Is he a sports oh, agent right. now? I believe so, yes. I believe you're correct. Yeah. So, yeah, he wore it from 89 to 94. All that, right. That's it for 93s. Nice. That was short and to the point, that's for sure. All right. I know at least 194 for the Hawks next week. Um, all right. I'll be honest. Um, you know what? Let's just get to the baseball, and then we'll figure it out from there. Okay. Baseball. Right. Welcome back to Major League Baseball. Sort of. Taking a look at Chicago's two favorite teams and other happenings around the MLB. All right, Vinny, unless you have something to say about the Cubs and the White Sox, uh, this week has literally been next to nothing. I feel like with the World Baseball Classic going on, it's been pretty low key. Um, Cubs are still trying to figure out who that fifth starter is going to be. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be Hayden Wesneski. The more and more he pitches uh, White Sox, Tim Anderson's playing in for Team USA, and I know he's been doing pretty well. I don't know. You got any Cubs White Sox stuff or should we just jump right to? Run yeah, I, I, I don't have any outside okay. of uh, Caleb Killian pitched well again. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. you know, so he, he's, you know, another piece to the puzzle. I don't know. I'm assuming he's going to start in AAA this year, and I'm guessing he's going to be spot starting. Might probably see him on a regular basis if Drew Smiley drops, which would be nice to see, get, see him have an extended look. Uh, and have a couple spot starts there. Hopefully he doesn't get the yips like he had last year and can actually be a viable piece moving forward because he was hyped up last year to be like a super a uh, stud. Um, and yeah, then he came up and he had c- control issues and got sent back down. Looks like he worked through them. So hopefully he can continue having that control and can, again, be be that one-two punch maybe in the future with – Hayden Wisniewski, that'd be nice. 
I, I completely agree. All right. Well, the only thing we got the World Baseball Classic going around uh, that's been I I'll be honest, I have not even since last week, I have not watched a single game. I've had intentions to. But um, by the time I go to find out what time it is and what game and what channel, it's like uh, I'm I'll just throw on ESPN plus and watch a hockey game. So that might be more of a Justin problem than uh, other baseball fan problem. I don't know. Um, it would be nice if it was on local cable instead of you know, FS2 I know it's, or FS1. I don't get those channels. Yeah, I get those, but I don't really watch them very often. Um, but we do have one thing uh, with the World Baseball Classic. Edwin Diaz, uh, closer, I believe, for the New York Mets. Yep. Uh, injured himself during the game at the end um, during Puerto Rico's win against, I believe, the Dominican Republic. He injured himself um, celebrating, uh, and he is now likely out for the season with a full thickness tear of the patellar tendon in the right knee during his celebration. So, okay, Uh, my question for you, Vinny, is, is this a reason not to do the World Baseball Classic, or are people... um, over playing this and they need to just relax because this could have happened in spring training. He could have walked up a stair and tore his patella tendon as well. Wait, people are overreacting to this. I know it's hard to believe. No, yeah, yeah. they are all, yeah, they are all overreacting. I mean, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't make any (laughs) sense to get, I I don't know. It's just trying I get why people like if I think Cody Domendo said it perfectly. If he was on the Cubs and he had done it, yeah, I would I would be upset. I don't think it's a reason to not have the baseball classic. Like you said, agreed. He can injure it anywhere. That could have happened any he could have tripped over some luggage. Um, you know, he could have walked off the mound funny in a spring training game. Uh, granted he was celebrating because they won, but it doesn't matter. He could have he could have got a hole in one on the golf course in spring training and jumped around and, and blew out his yeah. knee. Could have done the exact same thing anywhere else. It doesn't, it, you know, it's not like he blew out his arm. You have guys blowing out their arms everywhere. Uh, I, so I don't think it's a reason to not have the world baseball classic. I think it, they should still have it. I think it's good for baseball. They need to, again, um, you know, have it on channels where people can see it. It's definitely something that helps them grow the game internationally because I think what the Korea Japan game had what six hundred sixty four million or had I had it a, was insanely high. Yeah. yeah, the ratings were the views were ridiculously high. I think it was bigger than any uh, World Series game uh, recent of recent years. So I mean. It, this matters to more of the rest of the world and for MLB and baseball trying to grow the game on a national or an international level, not a national level. Um, so I think it's good to have, and it does seem fun to watch if I could watch it to see the atmosphere at those games and to see, to pretty much see all-star teams, right? Like all these, yeah. mo- the majority oh, of these yeah. teams have, you know, three or four stars on them. That's awesome to see. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think they should still have it. And this definitely should not be a, a reason or, you know, somebody, you know, a reason for somebody to point to and say, see, this is why they shouldn't have it. They definitely still should have it because it was a freak injury. 
I you I think you nailed it. Um, and I mean, if you think about Chicago baseball, we've seen people get injured from sneezing too hard. We've seen people get injured from coming out of hot tubs. Uh, you know, it could have happened anywhere. Would I maybe ask the players who are playing other sports or in other things to maybe, hey, dial back the celebration a little bit? But, you know, I can't remember who this was on Twitter that said this, so I don't want to take credit for this thought. But for the longest time, we bitch and complain that, you know, all these athletes, they only care about the money, right? Like they're mercenaries. There's no loyalty to teams. It doesn't matter. It's just who's going to pay them the most. You finally have guys playing for the love of their country and being able to show their their pride. And mm-hmm. they're excited. And now you're going to say, well, no, that's going to get them injured. We can't do this anymore. It's like you can't right. have your cake and eat it too. You can't have your cake and eat it too. So, you know, is it a bummer? If I was a Mets fan, would I be pissed? Yes. And like Cody was saying, you know, if it, if he was a Cub, would I be pissed? Yeah, but. I'm not going to blame the world baseball him. classic. No, it's no, not, it's not I, the, the tournament's fault. It, it's like the world cup too. You yeah. know, if a player gets, I think a player and fans would rather a player get injured, you know, during the world cup. Like I think people more care about the world cup than they do necessarily the leagues. That's not you right. Know, in America, we care more about MLB, but I think the rest of the world cares about more of the world baseball classic than the MLB, to be honest, I mean, if, oh, especially yeah. looking at, at the ratings, the MLB is not pulling in international ratings. So at this point, it's it's good for baseball. And I, yeah, I think, like you said, it's great to see the players play for the love of their country. I you're you, you're spot on. So all right, last baseball thing before we move on to football is our. I almost said our friend, and that is not the case at all because I can't stand this guy. Um, Trevor Bauer, uh, after not being picked up by any zero uh, Major League Baseball teams, no semi-professional teams, no uh, independent teams, has signed a deal. Has signed a deal with the Yokohama DENA Bay Stars of the Nippon Professional Baseball Organization in Japan. His contract is for one year. $4 $4 million base salary and incentive. So, oh my, how the mighty have fallen. I'll be honest. I just, this was a great example of karma. Uh, and I was, you know, maybe it makes me a sycophant or an asshole because I was, there was a little bit of me was like, all right, good. I'm glad that he couldn't get a job. I don't know. Is that, yep. is that too strong of a take? I don't know, but I don't think so. It, it's good to actually see teams, I guess, kind of take a moral I, who knows how much yeah. of it's moral, but um, to kind of not sign him and, and look past, I guess, the the talent that he might have and say, yeah, mm-hmm. you're damaged goods. We don't want you around and and not, you know, overseeing what he had did, whether they did it for the actual moral reasons or they did it for because he's very toxic and they don't want uh, bad PR. Either way, right. it's good to see them take i guess note of the seriousness of what had happened with him right completely agree uh i think you nailed it um so yeah you know to be honest i'm surprised the team in japan took him um but you know we'll see what happens we'll see if if over time if time heals all if this gets him back in the mlb if he pitches well i part of me thinks it's gonna be a while i don't think i really don't think he's gonna be back anytime but that's just me so well, the White Sox will sign him uh, next year. 
<laughs> oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Poor Sox fans. Oh, my God. Also, uh, if you're a Sox fan and you're not following the 108 tourney on uh, Twitter, oh, my God, I am having so much fun voting for that. I mean, granted, I'm not a Sox fan, but I follow a few of those people on Twitter. Um, it's awesome. I love it. Is a lot I think of fun. Sean, Sean of CHGO is in the tournament, and he was first of all. <laughs> He was. He already lost. He, already lost. Um, he was posting pictures of like him from St. Xavier. I didn't even know he went to St. Xavier, which is my alma mater. And then I realized I'm almost 10 years older than him, which is really depressing because he doesn't <laughs> look he doesn't look like. Well, I mean, that's rude to say he doesn't look like a young guy, but he, he looks like a 30 year old guy. So I was kind of shocked about that. Um, yeah, I think Her- Herb Lawrence, also friend of the show, I think he won, didn't he? He won his first won round. Yeah. He won his first round. Okay, so so good for them. Uh, highly recommend it. Just search up 108ing. You'll you'll find it on there. I know I always feel bad. I always tag that hashtag on Twitter for all of our stuff, and I'm sure they're probably pissed because we have nothing to do with them. But uh, I know there's a good good clientele of White Sox that uh, that, that follow that that handle. So um, all right, I think I think that does it for baseball. You got anything else for baseball you want to share? I don't. No. All right, let's get into the football talk then. Manures of the Midway. <laughs> where the guys talk the pile of horse crap that is the Chicago Bears. I mean, when you consider the other choices, manure is actually pretty refreshing. <laughs> All right. Uh, Vinny, is it possible the Bears are like actually doing things right? Is it is it in Ryan Poles we trust at this point? Um, it depends on who you talk to. Um, okay. after last Friday, I would say that everybody would say yes, but after free agency opened up, there's still a lot of people that are upset, uh, with the moves sure. that he made. Um, I guess I can go over the, the, the new, uh, free agent. Yeah. Why don't, that why don't the Bears you read have. that for us? Yep. They got De- Deontay Foreman running back. He was with Carolina last year on a one-year deal. Robert Tanyan, uh, tight end from Green Bay. Uh, Andrew Billings, defensive tackle from the Raiders. P.J. Walker, backup QB from Carolina. Travis Homer, running back. I think he was with Seattle last year. Demar- Dem- the Demar- Demarcus Walker, <laughs> defensive lineman. He was with uh, uh, the titans last year nate davis offensive guard also from the titans tremaine edmonds linebacker from buffalo and tj edwards linebacker from buffalo um those are the free agent sightings that they had their big ones were tj edwards uh, with the eagles last year uh they signed him to a three-year deal and tremaine edmonds was i think probably the biggest one so far uh, linebacker from Buffalo. He's only 25 years old. I feel like he's been in the league for like six years. Um, but yeah, he's, yeah. Um, he's, I think he's been in the league actually like four years or something like that, but he's only 25 years old. So young linebacker. Um, yeah, still got a lot to prove and they got him on a, a, a decent deal to where they didn't have to pay him 20 million a year. Like they did with, or were going to have to with um, Roquan Smith. So Decent signings. Um, the lack of offense, uh, they only got the one, uh, Nate Davis, the offensive guard, uh, is supposed to be really good, does have some injury concerns. Uh, so that's that's something of that's that feels more Bears esque than anything. Signing a guy, uh, you know, your big 
your big signing on the line and he's got an injury history. Um, But maybe, you know, maybe the guy comes to Chicago, they get him on a right nutrition plan and he's able to stay healthy. Uh, Demarcus Walker, I think was kind of their bigger defensive line signing. Andrew Billings is the defensive tackle. I mentioned he's a good run stopper. Doesn't do much else. Um, Both of them are kind of, were role players, but Demarcus Walker had more sacks, I think, than the entire line combined. Or I think I think that's what it was. He had seven sacks, and he had um, he had more combined sacks than I think like the other edge rushers on the Bears last year, which okay. is pretty pretty pathetic for the Bears. Um, good for him, uh, but it, it's yet to be seen whether he can be a full time guy in the line. So. We'll see. Um, they did let uh, uh, Mon- David Montgomery. He signed with the line, so that was that was ki- that kind of hurt. Um, but I l- bit, I like yeah. Montgomery. But he was he wasn't like this you know guy that changed the game. He was a really solid player for him. They're gonna miss him if they can't get you know maybe they can get that productivity out of Herbert. I you know he's not as good as a pass blocker um, as Montgomery was. So maybe Foreman. Uh, can step in and do that. Uh, I'm not too familiar with them, only through fantasy football. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I think the big thing um, that has happened so far was the trade with the Panthers, where the Bears traded the number one pick, where they got the number nine pick in this year's draft, a second round pick in this year's draft, a 2024 first round pick of next year, and a second round pick of 2025 and also got DJ Moore, the star wide receiver from uh, Carolina. That draft hall was amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, DJ Moore is essentially a first round pick. He's a proven first round pick too. That's yes. I think, I think uh, what they had, I think they had a 2025 first round, but the bears got DJ Moore instead, which I think is way more valuable than a 2025 pick. Um, it, you know, if they would flip flop 24, um, and did DJ Moore instead of the 2024 first round pick, um, then it would have been like, oh, okay. It would be nice to have that. But, you know, again, DJ Moore's a proven veteran, uh, wide receiver who's caught over a thousand yards, three straight seasons, only 25. The bears have him locked up for three more years. He's only costing him around 20 million when a star wide receiver is making around 30 million. It, that, that was a great trade by the bears. Yes. It would have been nice if they would have traded to the Colts and then traded back again. But again, that was always kind of a pipe dream. They made one mm-hmm. trade. They got a wide receiver, which now they don't have to necessarily worry about because you have DJ Moore, exactly. uh, Darnell Mooney, and Chase Claypool as your one, two, and three. I think that's a solid um, uh, wide receiver room compared to what they had yeah. last year. Um, and I think that's, uh, yeah, so I think they can, you could go into the season without drafting a wide receiver and feel comfortable with that um i think they need to address the defense and offensive lines i've heard this this is a deep uh defensive edge rusher draft so it seems like something they they could uh get through the you know they can acquire talent that way and be okay with not uh signing any of those free agents now the offensive line uh 
again, I would like him to sign somebody. I know Orlando Brown Jr. is still out there. I have yet to see him mm-hmm. sign. He's kind of the last big one out there. Maybe they can get him and uh, and then draft a couple guys. I would be fine with that. Uh, they have, you know, it's it. It was a big, big haul. You know, a big ask to completely fix it. But I think if they can add some good pieces still that are out there, then yeah, I think it, they're on the right path to getting back to winning the division. I don't think at this point. Uh, the, you know, and it depends on what they do in the draft. We're still, you know, it's what, uh, technically day two of actual phrase, you know, tampering began at the beginning of the week, but they couldn't sign guys until Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. so it, it's still really early. This is probably what the second inning, if we were talking to crane Kenny, um, <laughs> And and we still have the draft. Uh, the Bears have the draft to, to yeah. do, and we'll see what they do on that. Um, Jalen Carter didn't have a good pro day, so whether the Bears can, you know, he'll drop to nine or maybe they go somewhere else, but he might be available there at nine. I don't, I, you know, I really don't do any of my homework on any of these guys uh, other than what I hear. Um, no. So, you know, I just know he's got talent, but I know that he's kind of, a lot of people are split on whether they want him or not uh, because he does seem to take a lot of plays off because he's not uh, – it doesn't seem like he's in uh, fit condition from what I hear. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting leading up to the draft, and the draft is going to be very interesting. The Bears could also move out of that nine spot and acquire more picks and, and move yep. back. So, um, And that first-round pick next year from Carolina, that should be a top-10 pick again because I don't think Carolina's you mean you don't be think Andy, You don't think Andy Dalton's going to lead them to the division uh, for the Panthers as their oh, starting quarterback? I don't think so. We saw Andy Dalton no. here in Chicago. We saw, him, we saw him up front and personal, and it wasn't pretty. The, so. the red rocket is just the gift that keeps on giving, you know? <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, I think you you pretty much nailed it. You are the football guy here. Um, yeah, I, I'll be honest. When I saw that come across on my phone, the only thing I saw at first was that they got the ninth overall pick. And I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. They screwed this up again. They only got right. how how did they get the ninth pick overall? What did they do? And then when I opened the actual app um, from ESPN, the notification and I saw DJ Moore in these additional picks. And like you said, the why Justin Fields needs someone to throw to, you know, and the fact that DJ Moore was successful with kind of not that great quarterbacks. I mean, Sam Darnold, Sam, um, what's, what's Carolina, Sam, uh, what's this, the quarterback for Carolina, Sam, Sam Darnold, Darnold, not Darnold. that good. Darnold. No. Thank you. I don't, I kept wanting to make him yeah. French, Sam Darnold. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> He wasn't that good, and DJ Moore still is considered a really good wide receiver. So I think if Justin Fields continues to grow, DJ Moore is going to grow. They're going to hook up. I'm excited. Um, Like you said, next year is another low or high, depending on what you want to call it, semantics. Like the Panthers are not hopefully not going to be very good. All signs point to that. Um, That's going to be another good first-round pick, even if the Bears are mediocre this year and they don't have a a top-10 pick. you know. Overall, I'm actually excited. It's been a long yeah. time since I've been excited for bear season. I don't want it to come yet because I want to enjoy my summer vacation, but I'm excited. So I think uh, 
I'll leave it at that. Um, the nice. last thing I wanted to say is, and we talked a little bit about this at the start, Aaron Rodgers, shut up. I don't know if this is because <laughs> he's a Packer and I'm a Bears fan. Oh, my God. I am so over this a-hole. It's like, all right, the whole thing with him going into seclusion and his remote, dark therapy um I don't even know what you want to call it, where he was going to live in the dark by himself. Solitary confinement? Thank you. Yes. Uh, you got put in the, in the hole. hole. Yeah. Um, and then, and I, we, like I said, we mentioned this earlier. I don't understand the thing with Pat McAfee. I don't understand the love for him. And he's too hyped up. He's too excited. Dial it down. For those that like him, hey, you do you. I'm happy for you. Uh, but then he did like his hour long special with Aaron Rodgers and, you know, Aaron Rodgers playing coy about, well, some things are true and some things aren't true and blah, 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 blah. But I want to go play for the Jets. It's like, well, you're not a Jet right now. So, dude, relax. And then the, the you know, the thing about him issuing demands to the Jets that they need to go get these receivers who were all just like half of them were former Packers that are all getting older. They're just his friends. Oh, it's his friends. <laughs> Sign my like, friends. <laughs> It's like, all right, you know, is this, I have nothing against LeBron, but LeBron kind of has that persona of when he goes to a new team, he kind of calls the shots. Is that what Aaron Rodgers is now? Like, Aaron Rodgers, you yes. won one Super Bowl. That's it. One. Like. Two MVPs. Back Two to MVPs, back. yes. I suppose. Um, also a head case. But it's like, do you yes. really want to give him that much power before he's even on your team? And I mean, are the Jets, they were okay last year, but... It, is he really going to make them that much better? I don't think so. I, I, I don't mean, think so I, either. I, I was shocked that the Jets are moving heaven and earth to try to acquire him. They're not a quarterback yeah. away. I, I no. don't. They weren't. It didn't seem like they were. I know they had a good defense, <laughs> but does Aaron Rodgers really move the needle? Especially if you're going to. I I I guess they they feel that. I, I I'm not a Jets fan, so I know the you Bears play the Jets. Um, and I know they played the Packers and they barely beat the Packers last year. And I guess, yeah, they don't have a quarterback and I, I, okay. Like that's what they're going to go with. Aaron Rodgers wasn't great last year. He wasn't his MVP self. He didn't win the MVP. No. So why would you want to be acquiring a guy with such a big cap hit? And I guess the it's, the Jets aren't close yeah. either. I just saw a report saying the Jets aren't close to a trade yet with the Packers. So no. This is going to drag out for a little bit here unless something changes drastically, it sounds like. So this is from Fansided. Uh, this was written by Mark Powell, but it comes from a report from Mike Florio on his morning article on Professional Football Talk. He said the Packers want more than a first-round pick as the base of this deal. They want protection in 2025 in the event Rodgers plays in 2024, and that's more than the Jets believe they should surrender for a player the Packers no longer want. If the Jets are willing to offer something like a conditional package, that would entail as much as a second-round pick this year and up to a second-round pick next year. The Packers would be nuts not to take that. Um, we also know it says Brian Gutekunst wants his moment to shine and receiving a bounty for Rodgers would be it. However, the Jets are not inclined to agree for now. So, you know, like, yeah, Rodgers is saying that's the team he wants to go to, but, like, this might not even happen. Like, and yeah. if that's the case, I, what, what then? Yeah, you I know, mean, I, I right know. now I f feel like they're both playing chicken because the yeah. Packers don't want Rodgers, the Jets do, but neither, you know, the Jets don't want to give up a lot for him, so they're both just like staring at each other waiting for somebody to blink. I mean, right. and if 
if they the Packers wanted to do, they should have done it last year. If they wanted to get a hole for Rodgers, do it after he comes off his MVP season. Move on to Jordan Love. Except no, they catered to you know Rodgers last you know all his wishes and everything like that. Then they got rid of Devonte Adams for whatever reason. Though they're trying to run it back and you know you know have the last dance or whatever Rodgers tweeted out or posted on Instagram. I mean, I just don't, I don't get it. Like. What were they thinking? Like, how are the pack? The Packers have zero leverage in this situation. I mean, yeah. if the Jets can easily get up and go somewhere else, they could. They very well could, and they could. The Packers will be left holding Rodgers, and then what are they going to do? <laughs> I would seriously, if I was the Jets, I would I offer a first round for him. I'd give no. him a second, if at the most. I, but I would start at like a third. I would. That's where I would start. I would be generous and say a third's more than you should get for a guy you don't want, and you're you yes. know got a ton of money you have to pay him or we'll pay him, in, and you can have a third. <laughs> and realistically, is he only going to play for like another couple years? If that, two tops. Yeah, like, I would assume I, he's so. not Tom Brady. He's not going to play to like forty five. I don't. You know. I mean, the, the drop off was bad last year. Yeah, it, it was. Really it bad. was significant. So, so we'll see. I, I don't know. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm not I a Packer got, fan this year. No, this well, there's, there's, there's many reasons to be glad for that, but well, this is definitely yeah. priority number one at this point. Um, Vinny, you got any other football talk or should we just get to the whatever? I don't know. Oh, you don't want to do hockey talk? Well, we, I guess I can mention that real quick if you want. That's fine. Okay. Did you yeah, watch any fine. of that? All right. I let's did. Talk about yeah. For a second. Okay. Let's talk yeah. about them. All right. Used puck bags. Hey, shut up! You guys stink. I thought we came here to play hockey. You know, I knew we forgot something. Diving in on what's happening with the Chicago Blackhawks. All right, Um, there's not really much to say about the Hawks. They're, you know, they're playing games. I don't know if anyone's really paying attention. Uh, the tank for Bedard is Are on. You? I think they... Uh, I watch... I. I, I put them on. I don't pay attention to the, all of them, um, but they're in the top three for Bedard right now. The I believe uh, the NH- NHL draft lottery will be May 8th. I believe they announced this week, so that will be must-see TV if you're a Hawks fan to see if they do get the number one pick and get Connor Bedard. Um, but the reason I wanted to bring this up real quick is that um, – the NHL used this technology, which they have been kind of playing with, I guess, in the background. Uh, they put sensors in the in the material that the jerseys are made out of. Um, very lightweight. You know, you probably wouldn't even see them. And they match match that to a sensor in the puck, which they've done that for decades at this point. Um, and they, for some reason, teamed up with a Disney show, a Disney cartoon called Big City Greens. Is that correct, Vinny? That is correct. All it's right. I had never... I've never even heard of this cartoon before, um, but they and they just announced it. it was weird that they did it on like a Tuesday night. You think this would be a better for a weekend game, but they they broadcast a, a alternate broadcast of this game on. Um, I think it was on ESPN plus Disney plus Disney, and the plus. Disney Channel. Yes. And through the sensors, um, Big City Greens or Disney or the NHL literally built out. Um, it looked like a video game. They took the it art did. style of this cartoon and they mapped the players to this art style and they literally did the game, but it looked like it was the cartoon from what I gather, yep. right? Like, yes. That's kind of exactly. what it was. 
Um, and they had it set in the city of Big City Greens, I guess. I don't know what the city is called, unless it's called Big City. I don't, I don't I think know. It's, but. I think it's City, or I think it's Big City Greens, or maybe it's just okay, fair City enough. Greens. I don't know. But what was what was really neat is they even had sensors in the ref, but then in the cartoon, they made the ref a chicken, and they would make that him was squawk great. whenever the ref was actually talking in the real game. Um they had characters from the cartoon playing on certain lines with the NHL players. Yep. They had characters playing as the goalies, which were pretty funny. Um, and then they even had Kevin Weeks, who I love watching his stuff. He's a broadcaster, NHL insider, former goalie. Um, and then whoever the other broadcaster was, they had them in motion capture suits and they would cut to the broadcasters and they had the two broadcasters in the style of this yep. cartoon and they were animating and talking and they were trying to do they did little clips to kind of get younger players to understand what hockey was and who some of the they had something about Wayne Gretzky on there which was kind of neat um so I like actually had it on for a while Maddie granted she usually she'll watch some hockey with me for like five minutes but she was pointing to the tv more times than I can count like in 10 minutes while I had it on like it kind of made me happy like you know, for as much as I can't stand Gary Bettman in the NHL front offices, um, this was actually a smart idea to try and rope in new fans. So as somebody who I know enjoys hockey, but also enjoys this cartoon, what was your take on this? Did you enjoy it? Did Will, did, yeah. did the kids enjoy it? Did they watch it? What was your take? Yep. This was a home run. Um, I was, I thought it was like, we were, I saw the article that was written. Um, and then I, I think I messaged you on Twitter. I was thinking, oh, is this mm-hmm. a video game? Cause I was like, oh, this would be a cool video game. Yeah. But then you're like, the no, kids, it's yeah. going to be live TV, which blew my mind. I was like, how are they going to be able to pull this off? Yeah. And so it, it started around bedtime for uh, my youngest one. So I had to put her down first. And I told my son, I was like, we're going to, I'll put the game on for you. Do you want to watch this? Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's a hockey game, but it's big city greens. And he's seen the show. The show is hilarious. It's like, it's almost like Beverly Hill billies, but it's just like hillbillies moving into the big city. And they're just, yeah, it's, it's funnier cartoonish stuff. Um, It's a great show. So I recommend watching it. Um, But yeah, I, I thought it was cool. He liked it. Um, It was funny. I, I, you know, when I put it on, I went to put our daughter down and it, took about 30 minutes to put her down um and i came downstairs he was still watching it and he he just looked at me and goes this is so long and I, he was <laughs> i think he was thinking it was a show it was a regular he didn't show understand yeah. yeah that it's the hockey game but he it's thought a long it was cool. game he, yeah he wanted to watch it the next day hey can we watch that hockey thing and so this was a home run, I think, by awesome. the NHL. I think, you know, you know what they did with this, what the NFL is doing with, you know, Spun, you know Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon and yeah. having, you know, SpongeBob and the slime stuff. Yeah. That's ingenious stuff to get younger, you know, kids to watch your product and get interested in it. Then you have the MLB. <laughs> they have blackouts. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's black let, let's get we're trying to get fans into the stadium. That's why we have the blackouts. Yeah, yes. right. Like people from yes. Iowa are gonna want to drive all the way into Chicago or wherever they you know want to watch it. Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. St. Louis. I don't know where they yeah. would go. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. All right. They'll get right on that. No, you're losing fans that way. Have it first accessible and then do something fun like this. You could easily like we talked about, they could probably if they could do this for hockey, like completely changing like the 
entire rink and like what viewing it as a cartoon, you could do simple things like we talked about, like baseball plays on May the 4th. They could do a Star mm-hmm. Wars day where the bats look like lightsabers. That can't be too hard to do. I have to imagine that there's technology out there where you could, if you're watching on TV, the bat looks like a lightsaber. That would be pretty cool. And you could probably do stuff with having Star Wars characters around the stadium or, you know, you know, superimposed into the game if you're watching it on TV. But then again, it's blacked out so no one can watch it on TV. It's just MLB is just frustrating. If you're trying to grow the game, I get the rule changes. I'm not talking about that. This is just like simple stuff you can do to get people interested in your product. It just and not doing it. It just. I don't know. I, I, yeah, this was a home run by the NHL. I still can't believe they pulled it off. And maybe that's why they did it on a Tuesday in case something yeah. went terribly wrong and nothing worked out. <laughs> I, I think you nailed it. Um, yeah, I, I really, really, I even sat and I had it on for a while, even when Maddie went to bed. I'm just like, this is a really cool idea. I saw a lot of love for it on Twitter, which was pretty cool. There was a few people like, this is so stupid. I don't get what's the purpose of this. I'm like, well, it's not for you, A. And B, they're not taking the game away from you. You can still watch the regular game on ESPN. Like, there's nothing changing here. It's not interfering with your ability to watch it. Um, Did you watch it on ESPN as well? I watched it Did you just watch a cartoon? I watched a little bit on the Disney channel and then I flipped back and watched the regular game on ESPN for a little while. And then I started, I put something else on. I don't know what else I was watching, but could uh, you tell like that they had different stuff on like to do it or like, I guess like did the players look any different? That's what I was kind of curious. Like did the, could you tell like the players had sensors on them or was it just their sweaters? No, no, you can't tell anything. It's just their normal. It's their oh, normal sweaters. That's awesome. um, the sensors themselves are. I think they might literally even be sewn into the fabric, so you you would never see them. I mean, like they're paper. Oh, that's cool. Now. The puck itself, it's inside the puck when they vulcanize the rubber, I believe. So that's all good. Um, but yeah, overall, home run uh, for yeah. lack or hat trick, I guess, for the NHL. Yeah. Overall, it was a hit. Um, good for them. I hope they do it again. I, you know, yeah. I think they they should continue to try new things like this. I think it was a success. I think so. so. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the whatever. I can't wait to hear your favorite songs of the 2000s, Finny. Oh, boy. It's doozy. Now it's time for whatever. 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 Whatever you want. Whatever I want. Whatever, dude. Irrelevant. Whatever, dude. All righty. Vinny, take it away. Welcome to whatever baseball and whatever. This week we are ranking our top five songs of the 2000s from 2000 to 2009. Justin gave me a list. I picked this one. I will be (laughs) honest. I was not thinking uh, clearly. I might have just picked the first one I read. Um, and said, so let's go with that. And as soon as I you, made a as grave you said, mistake. This, was, this is what you wanted. I'm like, oh, did he? Okay, this doesn't seem like a Vinny pick. All right, well, I guess we're going to roll with this. But all right, let's yeah. do it. So uh, I'm, I've, I've, <laughs> I've made a grave mistake. Um, yeah, this was I should have picked maybe a year out of this. That would have yeah. been easier. Yeah. Um, instead of picking the entire decade, that was moronic on my part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I also blame you, Justin, for just, I guess, putting that out there in the universe yeah. for me to pick. So I think you have to shoulder some blame yourself. Um, I just like to set but, you up, Vinny. That's my goal. No, that, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I will say because this was so hard and I didn't want to, I didn't have the time to go through all the songs I like because there's a lot um, yeah, there's from a lot. the 2000s. I picked 30 songs. I did uh, the Billboard Top. Uh, I kind of did what I did when we uh, did the pop songs of all time. Yes. Uh, favorite pop songs. <laughs> Which was another that was, Again, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know what we were thinking. but um, So I kind of did that, but I did it every year. I picked the song that was number one on the chart for the Billboard okay. Hot 100. was in okay. on there the longest at number one. So I did it by each right. year. So I did that chart. I did, what was it? Mainstream Rocks 100 Billboard and Alternative Rock uh, okay. 100. Um, so I, I gave myself thir- or roughly 30 songs because there were some ties in there. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, there was. Yeah, it was it was interesting. And there was I'll, I'll just say it now. I almost put Nickelback in my top five. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Hear me I, out. I take, that, I take that back. I feel like they do. I don't know where the turn was on them, but I do feel bad because they were just a normal rock band in the early 2000s. They're there. Well, photograph is such a terrible song. Oh, uh, I hate that song. A, a lot of the when you hear nickel, like someone says, like Nickelback, what it like you think, like rock ballad, like the photograph song, rock ballad, kind of slow, yes. like just like cornball-y. The song I heard that was on the mainstream rocks number one list for where is it on my list? Um, I almost. Uh, 13 weeks in 2004. It's a song called Figured You Out. Holy good oh, God. That is a, that song. This is a raunchy uh, song. Slaps. It's a, the, it's I good the though. Lyrics, the opening lyrics are like, I like your pants around your feet, I think. If, uh, if yes. That's the song yep. I'm thinking of. Yeah, yes. Was, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Down by your, yeah. It was, it, those are, yeah. I, when I, I, I saw Nickelback, I rolled my eyes and go, God, this, that song's going to suck. But then when yeah. I heard it, I'm like, the first line, I was like, "Oh my god!" I started blushing. I was like, "Oh, this is this is a I'm bad like, song." <laughs> this I don't know. This isn't the Chad Kroger I know. I mean, yeah. And and they, and it, like you said, it slaps. Like that song rocks, and I almost put it in my top five, but I <laughs> wow. didn't. Um, but yeah, like I said, like I was, I I, I wanted to put it there. Only I didn't put it there because it is like maybe a little too raunchy. It's not a song a I would risque. like. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna have her on around the house at all for the kids <laughs> to hear. Um, yeah, I but it. I mean the 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 music and it's good. It's I really yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean I, for a Nickelback song, like I was not expecting that whatsoever. Um, but I, I was glad I actually it. heard that one. I want to say that was like the second song of theirs I had heard. Cause I remember how you remind me got like yeah. overplayed to the nth degree. Yep. And then I remember hearing that one and that was played on like the alternative rock stations out here in Chicago. And I was like, Oh, like, I think I still have that on my iPod. It's like one of two songs by them I have. And then okay. once photograph hit, I'm like, Oh God, I don't want anything to do with these guys. anymore." Yeah. So yeah. And now they're the yeah, meme I- of like, Oh, you know, so-and-so listens to Nickelback and everyone's like, ew. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, so I almost put them in my top five, but I, I didn't, uh, they were okay. an, uh, they were the only strong honorable mention I had on my list, I would say. Um, okay. but there were, there were a lot of, you know, t- 
I think I overlooked uh, the 2000s for music because I, you know, I just gravitate. Oh, 90s is the best, but 2000s, they had a lot of good songs in there. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was, I think that might be the peak. Maybe I am downplaying 2010s as well, but yeah, I, I was surprised at a lot of the songs that I, were there. I, yeah, I, I, this was a lot of fun mainly because like when I think of like my music, I love, I think of like the nineties music. Cause that's when I really started to get into music as like a grade school kid. Mm-hmm. But these were all the songs that I listened to hanging out with friends, driving around in high school. And then also downloading on itunes and i was one of the kids on campus that always had his earbuds in his ears um i don't While know you why were I don't reading know. star wars books uh well uh, i'm pretending to read textbooks and stuff i don't know what's worse pretending to read textbooks or reading the star wars books on the quad i don't know what's worse but yes Nerd that, alert. Is ex- that is exactly when you're right so um yeah all right all right, Justin. Um, I guess I'll I'll let you go first. All right, this is a song I love. This song I was looking on my iTunes account. It's still one of the songs I have the most played. Um, I had never heard of this band. I had never heard of this song because it was definitely never on the radio. Um, I heard it in a movie that I really enjoyed. I have not seen the movie in about fifteen years, though. Do you remember the hit movie with Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear called Stuck on You from two thousand three? Yes, I remember that. I'll- where they are conjoined twins. Yes. And one is dating Ava wants to is dating Ava Mendez's character. I don't know who the other character is. I know Cher is in the movie for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really dumb movie, but in high school, I loved it. Um, there's a song in there. I remember looking it up on IMDb and finding it and then buying it on iTunes. It's by a band called the Willard Grant Conspiracy. And the song okay. is called Soft Hands. It is very mellow. It's kind of got like a folk rockish song to it. Um, okay. I absolutely love it. I would love to know if you'd listen to it on Spotify tomorrow, Vinny, or whenever you have time. I would love to hear your take on it because it's it's kind of got a little bit of a rock tint tinge to it, but it's also a little indie, uh, a little indie rock. Um, but it's just it's such a mellow song. I listen to that all the time walking around on campus. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why it's in a stupid ass movie like Stuck on You, but it is. Um, what, it's just a, what's it's a, a great uh, song. Who's the band again? It's called the uh, Willard Grant Conspiracy, and the song is called Soft Hand. It's from two thousand three. Um, it's soft hand I don't, or hands like two. Hands. I believe it's I believe it's soft hand. Um, okay. but I've never heard anyone that actually has heard of this band. I've never heard of anyone who's heard of this song. But it is literally one of my favorite songs of all time, uh, and it's from O3. Interesting. So, yeah, check it out. Let me know what you think. Yeah, yeah. I, I nice. feel like you and I are on the same wavelength when it comes to music. Not so much Star Wars series, but no, uh, and and, D- not, and not DC movies either, for that matter. No, nope. but but when it comes to music, I feel like we're pretty similar in our tastes to the most for for the most part. For the most part, yeah, I'd agree. You know, with I, that. I know you're a big Tyler the Creator fan. We differ there, but other than that, yeah. Like, yeah, God. <laughs> can't wait for him to go on tour um, with Nickelback. Th- yeah, I'm gonna have to give that. <laughs> oh, he's gonna. Or I wonder who's gonna open for who. Man, they're both. Oh, that's man. a powerhouse duo right there. Wow, that's a doozy. Um, yeah, um, that, right. that's a good one. I'll have to give that one a listen. Uh, I'm kind of yes. interested in that one now. Yeah, check um, it out. My number five uh, was the uh, most. Uh, 
It was uh, number one for 10 weeks in 2006. It is by Queen B herself, Beyonce. It is irreplaceable. I I listened to that song today thinking, oh, this is going to be terrible. But I actually listened to the lyrics of the song. And it's actually a pretty good breakup song. Um, I, I don't think I ever, like when I heard it on the radio growing up, I just just never tuned it out didn't really care but it's actually a pretty good song um you know good r&b beat to it um beyonce's very talented as a singer uh and you you hear that in the song so i i picked irreplaceable by by beyonce because it's actually a pretty darn good song so i i did not know which song that was but i just googled it and the immediate thing that popped up was the lyrics and that is the to the left to the left everything you write in a box to the left right uh fun fact that i didn't know according to google irreplaceable was written by an extremely talented singer and songwriter or by the uh singer and songwriter neo along with production duo Stargate, the track was originally written with a country vibe in mind and was supposed to be given to Shania Twain or Faith Hill. But when Beyonce heard the track, she loved it and took it for herself. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I can't hear that as a country song. No, no. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, when I think of Beyonce, I like her more in her destiny's child days. I like, I okay. totally rock out to some destiny's child, but there are a few Beyonce songs. And like you said, you can't take anything away. She is a very, a very talented singer for yep. sure. So, yep. all right, right, Justin, number four, what do you got? All right. My number four, uh, this band, I don't know how long they lasted, but they had Travis Barker as their drummer. Um, okay. And this was around the time where Blink-182, I think they were still a thing, but like they also did. Do you remember Boxcar Racer that had like? Yes. Okay. Uh, so some of them were doing Boxcar Racer and then Travis Barker was the drummer for this band. The, the band was called The Transplants. Does this ring a bell at all? Oh, yes. I love The Transplants. And the song is Diamonds and Guns. Do you remember that song? If I heard it, I would recognize it. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's got well, the, a The singer's very, from Rancid. It's Tim Armstrong, isn't yes. it? I yep. believe you are correct. Yes. Um, yeah. Tim Armstrong. Um, very unique sound. The drum part, Travis Barker just rips on the drums, the snare drum in particular. And, you know, I was a dr- I was really playing the drums a lot, especially in 2002, 2003. Um, it's a great, like, punkish, ish song. Um, but it's also got like a, a, almost like a little bit of hip hop in it, but it's not, I wouldn't call it a hip hop song, but it's, it's, it's multiple singers in it. Um, so, so good. I just, any t- I don't hear that song very often anymore, but it was on the radio a lot in Oh three when it came out, um, or Oh two, but mm-hmm. another one, if you liked the transplants, uh, you've definitely heard this song. It's got a very unique sound, highly recommended. As soon as you start, and the drum starts, the drum part starts, like, it's just a jam. I highly recommend it for sure. Nice. I'll have to give, give that, that a one a listen. I, I think I've heard it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, Most yeah the, tr- the transplants came on, I think, like, my Discover Weekly, probably, like, within the last five years. And the song mm-hmm. came on. I was like, oh, I love this. This is great. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. It's funny. All these, like, sort of, like, I guess, I don't know, the... the combination of band like members like from, super like, groups the popular, yeah yeah they, they kind of just like form they do like side projects together and they come out with an album mm-hmm. i like it was like really good stuff um yeah yeah and it's just something that you don't 
necessarily if you're not like super into the band know like exactly what the you know the members are doing on side projects that you, you kind of don't yeah. see that um so yeah that's that's a good one i'll have to give that one a listen to just to see if i recognize it um mm-hmm. My number four was the number one song for eight weeks in 2009. It is Allison Chains's, or Allison Chains, yeah, Chains's, Check My Brain. Um, I don't think I've heard that song before. That song slaps. Um, Just kind of like the uh, Nickelback one. And that one would be (laughs) a better walkout song than Paul Revere. Um, It is. It is very good. It rocks. Um, I, as soon as I heard it, I go, oh, yeah, I like that one. Uh, I had never heard of it uh, until today. Um, but again, that was that was number one. Uh, eight weeks on the mainstream rock top 100 for uh, according to Wikipedia. Um, but yeah, I, as being mainstream rock, I had never heard of that song before today. Uh, but it no. is it is really good. It, it, it rocks. Um and I, I don't know much about Alice in Chains, uh, but that song is pretty darn good. So that is my number four. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I know the Alice in Chains album from, uh, I don't know, the song the song that Wood is on and Man in the Box. I don't know what album that is. Okay. Um, it doesn't matter, but that's the one I'm familiar with. Oh, that's from 91. Holy cow. Um, but yeah, that, okay. This has got a really good guitar part in it. I'm digging yeah. it. Um, yeah, okay. I, I like that. I like that a lot. But yeah, I've never, ever even heard this song before. It was a number huh. one song for eight weeks. Must have been asleep wow. hibernating that and for those eight what weeks. Year, what year was this? Does it say? 2009. I was dating your sister then. My life was over. I wasn't oh. paying attention to any of that. So. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just kidding. I love her. All right. Um, All right. Just number three. All right. My number three. I'm looking at my top five here. Okay, we are gonna go. Um, all right, we are gonna go. Uh, in 2002, I I remember this song um, came on a lot on the radio when we were driving around in the range in school when we were doing driver's ed. We we're like you had to work on your like parking maneuvers. I'm assuming you guys yep. had that out in Freeport too, right? Uh, so my number three, I was just saying, I am a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. I love the Californication album, but this one was their next album, and that is by the way. Uh, there are so many good songs on that album, but the one in particular, I remember, um, I don't know if you had heard this before you cut out, but in our driver's ed course in, in Oak Lawn, we had, you know, we called it dual control where you would take the cars out on the roads, the highways and stuff. And then we also had the range where you would work on your parking maneuvers and all that crap. And so it'd be like you and one other person in the car, no teachers, they would be up in the tower watching and on the radio or a walkie talkie. And you could just listen to the radio and and rock out while you were doing your parking maneuvers. This might be why I'm not good at parallel parking, by the way. Um, But this song was on all the time. And that is uh, Can't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers from 2002. I love that song. Again, being a drummer, the introduction uh, the intro to the song is excellent. It's just a, a complete fill on the on the snare drum. Uh, Anthony Kiedis in Flea are so weird, but I love this song. I love that band. It still blows my mind that Flea was in Back to the Future. I love um, that. As Needles. Needles. Yeah. And, Needles, yeah. And the fact that he was also in, um, was it Obi-Wan last year? He was one of the bad guys in yes. Obi-Wan. Yep. So what a unique career that guy's had. But uh, yeah. the bass line is excellent in that. The drum part's great. Anthony Kiedis is like yelling on the microphone for half the time. 
Um, if you are a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, that album in general has got so many hits on it. But um, this one is by far my favorite song of there. So that's uh, Can't Stop came out in 02 Red Hot Chili Peppers. There you go. Nice. Good one. Um, I'll have to listen to that one. I don't recognize the title, but I don't rec- I, I don't know many of their titles. I think they had a couple number one songs that came up in my research and I didn't recognize the titles. And then I listened to them like, oh, yeah, I know that one. Um, OK, um, so number three for me was uh, number one. In 2007, for 18 weeks, it is the Foo Fighters, The Pretender. Uh, I like this song. It's a really good song. Uh, again, this is another song that slaps. Um, and probably one of the reasons why I put Irreplaceable on there is because I didn't want to have all rock songs. <laughs> but um, no, it, it's a really good one. Uh, again, 18 weeks, it's nothing to slouch at. They were pretty good. Uh, it's a you know a good song for a reason, a popular song for a reason. It's really good. Um, and one of the more famous songs, I would say. Uh, yeah, Dave Grohl. Foo Fighters for me, I was never the biggest Foo Fighter fan still. I guess I still not, but to me, they're always, they're kind of like a high floor, low ceiling, uh, like band to me. They're, they're good. I don't feel like they, and maybe it's because I don't listen to a lot of their off, you know, off, you know, not popular, the deep cuts and everything like that. But you know, all their stuff is really good. It's just, I don't think anything's like that special, at least for me. But I, I mean, I can see the appeal that, that people have for it. Um, I think it, they're a solid band, but yeah, t- to me, they're never one band. I'm like, Oh, I, I got to listen to the Foo Fighters. You know, I got to listen to this song by the Foo Fighters. But if it comes on, it's like, yeah, this, that's, that's a really good song. So that, that, made number three right in the middle of the list for me for that almost for that reason it's really good song but nothing like like i i feel like kind of i feel like they have a good comfort zone of songs that they they have um but yeah so number three for me was the foo fighters the pretender All right, uh, going into my number two, also the Foo Fighters, but this is from uh, the early 2000s album. Um, uh, I was going back and forth because I like each song equally. And uh, originally I had in Times Like These, which is one of my one of my favorite songs by them. Um, Not as much of a hard rock song, a little bit more mellow. Um, But I, I feel like there's a theme here. I went with the one that just like, totally amps you up as soon as it starts with the guitar riffs. And that is all my life by the Foo Fighters. I don't know if you've ever heard that song. Um, Very similar to the pretender just five years earlier. It just, as soon as it starts, it's a jam, like the guitar part, Dave Grohl's, you know, rolling. Um, And that was really probably my introduction to the Foo Fighters, because obviously I love the songs like my hero and evergreen. I ever, man, it's getting late. Not evergreen ever long let me try that again um from the color and the shape album which i think was 97 but i had never really listened to them uh in the 90s um but when this album came out which i gotta find out what album this was now um but this album came out right again right around the time i was getting my driver's license um and this song was the first single off of it it was let's see one by one was the album. It came out in 02. Um, that album had so many hits on it. Um, but this one is a great song. 
it starts at like 11 and it just goes from there. So um, highly recommend it. Nice. Okay. I'll have to give that one a listen to. Um, number two for me, this song was number one for six weeks in 2004. This is Green Day's American Idiot. Um, that was such a good song. It still is. Um, it, you know, whether you like the lyrics or not, I still, I, I love them. Uh, I've, I, I feel like I've appreciated more the, that I've gotten older. Um, but it was, that was a great album. That was a whole rock opera album. Um, yeah, I, I love that CD. Um, I got that for Christmas, I think one year and I listened, I, I think I listened to that entire Christmas break. It was such a good CD. Um, and I love that song from it. It was, I think it was in Madden too, uh, that year or next year's Madden. Um, but yeah, that's such a good song. There's um, just the opening guitar riff of it. You instantly know that it's the song American Idiot. Um, and yeah, I like Green Day. It's one of the one of my first favorite bands ever. So, yep, number two for me was American Idiot by Green Day. Good choice. Uh, yeah, I feel like they're one of those bands. I like them, but um, similar to your thoughts on the Foo Fighters, I feel like that's how I think about Green okay. Day. Like I like them. Yeah. I'm not going to necessarily seek them out all the time, but um, overall, I do enjoy them. So, all right. My number one, um, I love this song. The band is okay. I know I saw there was a recently on Twitter, there was a bunch of uh, discussion on their drummer, which I think she's she's a fine drummer. I think the way she plays drums was perfect for the music this band did. And, uh, you know, apparently a lot of people were just saying she was a bad drummer, which I would disagree. Uh, and that is the white stripes. And the song is seven nation army. I can listen to that song. Whenever that song comes on, I just get pumped. I'm like, that is such a cool song. It's like turned into like a stadium, like rock song. Now that's played at soccer games, hockey games, Maybe football. You don't really hear it at baseball games, but um, I know uh, no. Jack Jack White was on Conan O'Brien's podcast, and he was talking about how never in a million years would he have thought he'd write a song that would become like a a stadium anthem. But like, he really enjoys the fact that people enjoy it when it comes to being at a at a game. Like, he thought that was really yeah. cool. So that made me like it a little bit even more. Um, the White Stripes, like that. I love the fact that they're not so much uh seven nation army, but you know, a lot of their other songs are very short. It's like two and a half minutes in and out. There's no mm-hmm. overstaying their welcome. It's just him on guitar and Meg white on the drums. And the, the, you know, I enjoyed playing a lot of their songs because they were, they were drum parts that I could actually play, which some people get the idea. Oh, well, Meg white must be a bad drummer. Cause they're easy. They're not, I wouldn't call them easier parts, but they're easier to understand. But I feel like, if you were to go in there and like go balls to the wall and hitting things and banging around, yeah, it wouldn't be the white stripes then. Right. So like, I, I don't know. I, no. that's just a song I absolutely love. Um, it's just such a weird, got a weird vibe to it, but I dig it. And that is my number one of the two thousands. It's a great number one. Thank uh, you, Vinny. That song is phenomenal. Thank uh, you. I, yeah, I, I think, yeah, that there's, like you said, like you hear that, at you know soccer games mm-hmm. i know that you hear that a lot with the the chanting of the crowd mm-hmm. uh, i'm guessing hockey games yeah you, i don't think you would ever find that at a baseball game <laughs> no, probably but, yeah, not. that song's great 
Uh, Jack White's such a great guitarist. Yes. Uh, and that, yeah, I remember that. I think that was probably the first White Stripe song I heard. I'm like, oh man, this this band, this this are good. Yeah, so, yeah, great. Yep, great song. Um, great guitarist. Yeah, I, I would I would say as well. I mean, the band is you know Jack White's the talent, and you don't want. I mean, I guess you could have another you know great drummer, but I feel like every band has one aspect that's kind of the focal point you right don't have right like rush the, i i mean i guess i don't i, I don't i want to be able to tell you who the guitarist and bass player was for rush but I'm no sure, you know rush heads could but the drummer i know who the drummer was yeah exactly like, you know you know certain aspects of the band because of the the main focal point mm-hmm. if you had a great you know dave Grohl with jack white you know Dave Grohl would probably understand that, yeah, Jack White's probably the key, and they'd probably be able to play off each other, right. but it wouldn't be as good as the White Stripes. And, you know, yeah. you don't need a good drummer if you have a great guitarist. I, right. You know, as long as someone's competent enough to be able to play the drums, exactly. that's all you need. Yeah, and, and I think so, it yeah. it fit their, their – like you said, it fit their style of music too, their style of music. Yep. You did not need someone – going insane on the drums you know like you said you don't need like neil pert back there or you know john bonham god rest his soul but like um you know like uh, same thing acdc i think of angus young you know in his little schoolboy outfit playing the guitar i don't really think about their drummer you know or you know their lead singer you think of a little bit too or depending on which singer you know both of them i suppose but yeah I, i think that's a great point um but yeah i love that song i think the first song i heard of theirs was um Oh, was it f- uh, fell in love with a girl? And it's like a minute 52. It's like really short. It was, it was the first song in there. Yeah. But yeah, um, I never really got into Jack White's other stuff, though. I can't think of his other band. Shoot. What is his? He had another band that was had some hits. Uh, yes. I never really got into the Recatours. I don't know I about you, but stuff. they had a yep, few I songs like I stuff. liked. But yeah. Yep. So that's my yeah, number they were, one. They were good. I like that. Um, yeah, that's, that's a great number one. Uh, my number one, I had listed this as my number one when we did pop songs. Uh, and that <laughs> is, I got a feeling by the black eyed. Oh yeah. Number one for 12 weeks in 2009. Such a great song. And that was like, that was college for me. So that was like hearing that all the time at parties. And it is such a good song. Whenever that comes on the radio, you just kind of bounce along with it and just bop your head, do whatever it, it again. I, it's a, a good song. Um, I, I, I don't know what else I can really say about it that I didn't say before. Um, but yeah, that, that <laughs> song was great in 2009 and I still love it today. You still so live by it. All right. Number one. Um, should we jump to the right ends or do you want to do honorable mentions first? Your call. I already said my right. honorable mention, uh, was the Nickelback one. You can do yours. if you All want. right. Oh man. All right. Strap in Vinny. Uh, hash pipe by Weezer. <laughs> Love that song. I did okay. not know what a hash That's pipe a was one. when it came out. Uh, <laughs> speed of sound by Coldplay. Love that song. Sweetness by Jimmy Eat World. Uh, great song. Clocks by Coldplay. Love times like these by the Foo Fighters into deep by some 41. I love that song. Honestly, by Zwan, that was uh, Billy Corgan's other band in the early 2000s after the Smashing Pumpkins broke up. Come on, come on by the Von Bondies. Love that song. Also, the theme song of Rescue Me. 
Um, Silver yep. Sun Pickups, uh, they had two songs. I Oh, they have many songs I love, but Substitution and Lazy Eye. Uh, Float On by Modest Mouse. I Miss You by Blink-182. Nice. Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet. The Remedy, Abandoned Pools. Mm. Uh, this is a weird one. Emerge by a group called Fisher Spooner. They were like a techno okay. rock band, and this was when I was really into The Matrix, and this song just makes me think of The Matrix. Um, Feel Good Inc. by The Gorillas, Take Me Out by Friends, Ferdinand, The Seed 2.0 by The Roots, and Cherry Lips, Go Baby Go by Garbage. There you go. Interesting. You did not have Chelsea Dagger on your list. <laughs> no, I... I'm kind of over that song now. For shame. Yeah. For shame, Justin. They don't play that anymore, though. You should be. <laughs> they don't have a reason to. They don't score any goals. <laughs> is that still their? That's not it their is. Song it is anymore. still their their goal song. It yes, is. Wow. It is. I I kind of feel like next year they need to change it up. Like that era has ended. Yeah. We love it, but it's time to move on. So I don't know what yeah. it what I you didn't move it to. They still played it. Yeah, they still play it. it. It doesn't get played very often. I can tell you the game I went to this season didn't get played once. So, um, yeah, that's funny. But yeah, that it is All a right. good song. I was curious to see if that would make your no make it on your list. It um, did do not. You make know it. of any other Fratelli songs? No, I don't know any. Do you? No. Oh, they. You should listen to the. Are they pretty the, good? The CD that that. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're, okay. The first song on that CD was a Costello music. Is oh, okay. Really good. Henrietta All right, is the name of the song. So I'll check it out. Yeah, they're a pretty good band. Um, and that's I would I I still like that song. I listened to that today. I haven't heard it in forever. <laughs> But I remember when they were doing their cup runs, like, oh, my God, it was on all the time on the radio. Yes. Everywhere. Um, And that definitely did get overplayed. Yes. It is still a really good song. It is a great goal song. Like it is. So the 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 beat, the rhythm, like it's perfect for just they score. You jump up and you start like dancing and throwing your arms up to the beat of the song along with it. Yes. It's a good song. Agreed. So, I was, yeah, I was curious to see if that made your list. Okay, it did we can not. do the uh, listener. I was going to say reader submissions. That doesn't make any sense because we don't put anything out to read. Uh, listener submissions. Do you want to start? Sure. Tony, uh, shout out to Tony. He just wrote in and said Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. He is a huge Yellow Card fan. Uh, Ocean Avenue is a great song. That was actually one of my screen names on AIM for a while. Ocean Avenue 42. I, I was really into Yellow Card at that time. He also said, Welcome to the Black Parade by, shoot, who sings Welcome to the Black Parade? I have no idea. Uh, chemical, My Chemical Romance. I never got into My Chemical yeah. Romance. So uh, thank you, Tony, for writing in. Thank you, Tony. Uh, Dr. Mantis writes in number five, One More Time by Daft Punk. Number four, Kids by MGMT. I don't know who that is. Oh, MGM. Uh, yes, I know that song. It's a good song. Okay, uh, number three, Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Uh, number two, Mr. Brightside the, mm. uh, by the Killers. And number one, Hey Ah, uh, Outcast. Oh, that's a good song. I do like that song. All right, that Erica is. wrote in. She said, uh, this list was subject to change, but it never changed. So she said, Eminem's Just Lose It, Kesha TikTok, what, Ludacris, number What's wrong? What's one? What's Just Lose It? I have no lose yourself. Maybe I don't. No. Well, that that was on. 
That was, I don't know. I'm guessing it's a deep cut knowing it's Eminem. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never heard it. I don't know what song this is. It's the video is him in a Santa suit. I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, Ludacris, n- number one spot, some 41, Fat Lip, and Kanye West, Stronger. Stronger, I really liked that song oh, when it came know. out. That was a yeah. great song. So there you go. A Daft Punk uh, in the background of that one. Yes, it did. Correct. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Robin writes in, uh, I got a feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. Good job, Robin. I uh, hate to say I told you so. Oh, by the Hives. That's a great song. That would be on my honorable mention as well. Great band. Great band. Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet and Beautiful Day, You Two. Good song. Uh, times Like These by the Foo Fighters, I'm yep. guessing, instead of Two Fighters. Yeah, okay. I, I copied and pasted that wrong. All right. Uh, Kelsey wrote in. How do you in- copy and paste wrong, Justin? Hold I on. <laughs> Let's get back to that. I'm, How I'm did tra- you copy and I'm paste try- wrong? I'm trying to give my mom the benefit of the doubt here. Uh, okay. I think she spelled it wrong. Uh, Kelsey wrote okay. in. Uh, I am Kelsey actually invited me, uh, invited us to be on her podcast, host of she is a peace, love, and baseball. Uh, she is a Cardinals fan, so that should be interesting to be on a Cardinals podcast. But she wrote in and said, as a millennial, I feel overwhelmed by choosing songs of the 2000s, but I think it's notable that this is no sinks and <laughs> sinks. No, and str- <laughs> sinks. No oh, string attached Lord. era, which is the best favorite one hit wonder is just the girl by the click five. I have heard of the click five. I don't know that song. She also said, yeah, by Usher and drops of Jupiter by train. I loved that song at first and then it was way overplayed and I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I listened to that one. Cause that one made it on the short list for me. I God, little John is God. Oh, I awful. love little John he just ruins that song. Dave Chappelle's little I'm John kidding. is great too. Well, that's really – that's the only thing great about Little John. If you <laughs> – I say Little John. Lil, Lil. I? Yeah, I had a birthday this week, and now I'm I'm old and Oh, yeah, here. happy belated birthday. Just, I listened to that song, and he ruins it. He is so bad in that song. Oh, Vinny. I, I can't stand him. Do you – Go back and listen to that song, Justin, and tell me that you like Lil John in that song. Do you remember when he came out with Crunk Juice, which was like – was it cough syrup and grape juice? Wasn't that Little Wayne? Oh, that was maybe that was Little <laughs> Little Wayne, not Little John. I I love Little John, like Little John and the East East Side Boys. Little John, not Lil- Little John. <laughs> now Little I'm just John is from Robin Hood. Now I'm just thinking, now you're just copying me. I'm thinking of Little Little John in Robin Hood. Um, I for the longest time did not know the real lyrics to that popular Little John and the East Side Boys song. I thought it was just. Uh, Never mind. We don't need to. I don't need to put the explicit tag on this uh, thing. Um, yeah, good. That is a good song, though. Thank you, Kelsey, for writing in. Yes, thank you. Jake Banowski writes in uh, Fat Lip by Some 41. Uh, X Gone Give It To You by DMX. Ooh, that one rolled off the tongue for me. That sounded pretty <laughs> good. Uh, Clint Eastwood by The Gorillas. Good song. Uh, I don't know this one. Uh, is it? Is it Reply or is it just Reese? I don't know. I've heard of the bands, but I don't know this song. By Bon Iver. I, it's it's R-E uh, semicolon, which if you're writing email <laughs> is Reply. Um, but it could just be Restacked. I, 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 I believe know, the pronunciation the of the band is Bon Iver, but I could be wrong. And maybe it is Bon Iver. Bon Iver? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not Bon Iver? Jake, <laughs> if you're... Jake, How if, old am I? Jake, please write in and correct Vinny. 
<laughs> Jake Jake will never be on the podcast again. Um, Lazy Eye by Silver Sun Pickups. I believe you mentioned that band. Yes, uh, I, they are very good. Them. If you've never listened to them, Vinny, I would give them a listen as well. They have a lot of good songs. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. He goes on to say that he... He can't believe that all those songs came out in the same decade. Yeah, he and I were talking. I told him, for there was a short period of time in high school, I thought Sum 41 was going to be bigger than Blink-182. Uh, I was sorely mistaken. Um, Boy, were you wrong. <laughs> yeah. After that first album, I tuned out. I'm like, I'm good. I got my Sum 41 fill. But like, In Too Deep is such a good song. So it was Fat Lip. Um, all right. Well, also, music video. I'm surprised he didn't talk about that. No, I've been trying to dial back my music video talk for you. Uh, but I, that's the only way I learn <laughs> about music videos is through you, Justin. Well, see, while I was running on the treadmill this week, I was watching these music videos so I could remember these songs. Uh, that was when I was doing my homework for the podcast. Had to multitask. Uh, Jake's podcast, the Dingers podcast. Those guys also wrote in, wrote in. They said the White Stripes, Seven Nation Army. Oh, in the end by Lincoln Park. Vinny, were you a Lincoln Park fan? I I was, yeah. It was that I. That was kind of, uh, but I liked the, the what, the hybrid theory. That hybrid was theory. As far as I, went with I got so Park. into that album. I remember I got that album. Somebody bought me a t-shirt for my birthday. This would have been like 2000. And then that was also the time when I would gel my hair and spike the front so it would like stand straight up. There you go. And then I also yeah. had... I shopped at Hot Topic and I shell necklace. No, not a shell necklace. This was the metal necklace that had like the spikes on it. I would oh wear that, Lord. but because it was metal, <laughs> I would get a reaction to it on my skin, so I could only wear it so many days a week before I started breaking out in like hives. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, Justin. No. I'm not shocked at all by that. So that was middle school, and then I got to high school, and then I went through like my preppy phase where I wore American Eagle and Hollister and all that stuff instead of Hot Topics. So. And now I just oh, don't care. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they also said, Lincoln Park, in the end, P.O.D., Youth in the Nation. Did you know P.O.D. was a Christian band? I yes I okay. learned that I think shortly after POD the nation because I think I burned their album and I was like listening to the other songs I'm like oh these are really <laughs> not not my type of song no um, but yeah. no I really liked Alive I thought I, that was like my jam freshman year of high school I loved that song uh, and then lastly they say MXPX who I do I have heard of Responsibility and Reliant K be my escape. There you go. Hmm, interesting. interesting. I, I think uh, the Lincoln Park in the end, what was that? There was like last year, two years ago, people were putting that song to endings of movies. And it was like, <laughs> if a movie had come out in like, I think it was like 2006, that movie came out or that song came out. If a movie had come out in 2006 and then they were doing like different ones. Like there was one I saw where it was like a, an old video of a train arriving to the station. <laughs> And like that's what the movie was, and they played that song to it. It was like, but it it lined up perfectly in a lot of the movies and stuff that people did. And then I think somebody did uh, the Godfather, and it was just the ending, the end, actual ending of the like music of the Godfather, not the the song, that's, which made it hilarious. Um, awesome. But yeah, that that song that song was pretty good. Um, and I just yeah, I think that whole meme or I don't know if you would call it a meme because it had music and video to it, but that just I remember hearing or seeing those and just brought back memories of like that time mm -hmm. in the 2000s when that song was popular. 
That's too funny. All right. Well, Vinny, we've yeah. made it through another show. We're done. Somehow. Somehow, somehow some we way. Went through and made it. We we made yep. it. Um in the end, this podcast episode is over. Uh uh. <laughs> I'm I'm going stop there. I, I'm going to be stop. crawling upstairs to my bed now because I am tired. Um, I'm oh, gonna edit the podcast. I gotta edit the podcast. Uh, I'm so tired. I'm numb, Vinny. I don't know. I can't think of any other Lincoln Park songs. All right, I'm gonna I shut up. Just stop right there. We are gonna stop right there. Uh, again, this is baseball. And whatever. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to write into the show, you can reach us in a variety of ways: YouTube.com/slash/baseballandwhatever, Facebook.com/slash/baseballandwhatever, tweet us at baseball and what. You can find us on Instagram at baseball and whatever as well. You can also call and leave us a voicemail or text us at one nine one three eight zero eight three two seven eight. That number again is one nine one three eight zero eight. 3278 or 9138084. Thank you. I read the number twice. Can you tell them? I'm numb. Alright. I'm done. Uh, we will be back next week with more baseball and whatever. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you next week. You still here? It's over. Go home. <laughs>